Welcome to Board Game Basics, episode number nine. I'm Patrick. And I'm Robert. Each episode we'll try and talk about a board game and a card game. Oh, is that right? Well, today it's a little bit of a different episode. Yes. Because we're going to talk... We might not... I don't think there's any card games in this episode. Uh, Mika's is. Oh, yeah. And, um, it's a Kickstarter one. Yeah, so we're going to talk about the games that we've been backing since... March this list this year, so that's six months worth of backed games on Kickstarter. And we might just start um, by explaining what Kickstarter is and how it works. So, Patrick, although we talked about this in another episode, do you want what to? What is Kickstarter? Yeah, what Kickstarter is Kickstarter is a fund funding platform for creative projects. Everything from films, games and music to art, design and technology, Kickstarter is full of um, imaginative and imaginative ideas that are brought to life through the direct support of others. Everything on Kickstarter must be Project with a clear goal, like making an album, a book, or a work of art. A project will eventually be completed, and something will be produced by it. Okay, so what that's saying is uh, someone comes up with an idea and thinks, oh, I wish I had the money to do that. I don't have the money. How can I go about doing this? Okay, they come to Kickstarter. So Kickstarter is, um, what are the basics? Okay, so a project is a finite work with a clear goal that you'd like to bring to life. Like a game, a book, a film. The funding goal is the amount of money that a creator needs to complete their project. So the funding on Kickstarter is all or nothing. No one will be charged for a pledge towards a project unless it reaches its funding goal. This way, creators always have the budget they scoped out before moving forward. Backers who um, pledge money uh, to join the creators in bringing projects to life, they're called the backers. And the rewards are a creator's chance to share a piece of their project with their backer community. So they... Typically, these are one-of-a-kind experiences, limited editions. So they buy the game. Basically, you so can, you go to Kickstarter to help people make the game, and you buy it. That's right. So with regards to board games, a lot of them have stretch goals, and they're saying, "Oh, well, if you could just reach out." You might and, get a. Didn't we get a metal character in one of them? We're yep, gonna get a metal. We're getting character. a metal Cthulhu in a game very soon. Yeah. So basically, the way it works is the project might go for twenty days. Over those 20 days, every time it gets to a certain milestone, sometimes it might be another $10,000 backed, they offer you a new thing that will be exclusive possibly to you or it means that they can add it to the game for everybody, including those that buy it at the shops. Yes, we've Ultimate Super Villain. That one actually gives you cards for another one. Yeah, that's right. We, we haven't backed that one though, no. but... Uh, I just said that so you get an idea yeah. if you can get cards for other games. In That's that. right. Um, a good way of researching how it looks is to look in the comments section of the 
Kickstarter. So if you go onto the Kickstarter page, dial in the one you're looking at, it'll give you some comments and the um, creators will also put in some... They'll put in a video. Updates. There might be a video about the game. They'll email you your updates. Then That's right. As you go along, there might also on their site be some videos by people that have reviewed and the game. They also show when you've unlocked a stretch goal. That's right. All on their page. And it's like, it's normally got a lock on it that's locked. And then when you unlock it, it goes green and it is an open lock. That's it. So it's, so it's a bit of fun. They sometimes ask the audience or the um, the backers for to vote on a, a certain token or a colour or what do you want with this. And that's great. You get to follow along the whole line. So... Just the first game we're going to talk about in a minute, Australia, is a game we've been following since March. And along the way, they've said, okay, this this is the proofs of the game. Now it's going to the So that's what Treasure Mountain's going to do. Yeah, they've been doing that. Uh, what else? Now it's going to be getting loaded on the ship. Oh, okay, now the ship has loaded in Australia, with Australia. <laughs> we expect you to get it. In a couple of weeks, and you're a part of the process all the way along. Uh, in but our they first also game, tell it for each country to every country. Yeah, they they tend to break it up. The our, our first game is due to be delivered in a couple of weeks. We'll see how that Which goes. Is now. Australia. Yep, and so up until now, the process has been fun. We hope the game plays well. It seems like it will, but I guess now we might move on to actually talking about the games. That we yes. have actually backed. So the first one. So we've got eight games that we have paid for, and are awaiting delivery from Kickstarter or from the companies that have made them. So the first game we're going to talk about right now is Australia with a Z, A U Z, Australia, it was our very first Kickstarter project in March. It's by Martin Wallace, who's created quite a few games and okay patch do you want to just give a quick read and so australia is an adventure slash exploring game for one to four for one to four players set in a in a alternative reality 1930s the theme is inspired by martin wallace board game a study in emerald Build your port, construct railways, mine and farm for food. You'll need to prepare for the awakening. You need to fight everything you do in the game costs times time, which is one of the Australia's most valued resource. Yep. When the old ones wake up they become an active player. They begin to reveal themselves and move. With potentially devastating out, devastating outcomes, you'll need to prepare wisely for the awakening, or risk finding yourself overwhelmed by unspeakable horrors. Ooh, so the old ones are looped in with the, uh, or come from a series of books written in the nineteen twenties uh, by a person called H. P. Lovecraft who's written about Cthulhu and their mythical creatures. Great stories. 
great for board games because they give you something different to to look at. Uh, now, what will we... Um, military units will help you to locate, fight, and defend against the nightmarish begins that you may be lurking on your doorstep. Ooh. As well as hardware, you'll recruit personalities mm-hmm. who have the skills and resources to help you. Will humanity prevail... Prevail. Prevail, or will the old ones wreak their revenge? Wreak their revenge. Ooh, I don't know. So basically, what happens is you build up you you build up your defenses. You you get what you can so that you can prepare to battle the old ones that will try and go across the country. And there's one winner. Which which will be cool. And just quickly, it says you've got to choose your route into the unknown interior, build railways, extract valuable resources, trade wisely to build up your defences. Keep an eye on your precious farms. The old ones will devastate them if they arrive on your doorstep. So you need to get ready for that. Feel the tension rise as the time point system pushes you to your limits forcing tough decisions a unique combination of mechanisms of mechanics exploration risk and resource management plus the drama of combat once the old ones awaken when the old ones move and attack multi-use cards control this smoothly and realistically no dice rolling and there are 36 unique personalities each with their own game changing effect who do you want the most because you can't have them all. So it's a a good game. It plays uh, one to... How many people was it? One to four? Yeah. Um, so a game that you can set up and play on your own, which to me sounds like a lot of fun. Games that you can play by yourself are really good ones because you don't always have to be playing with someone. Yeah, you might not always have someone. Now, you can go on to the website on the Kickstarter page and you can have a look and see how their campaign went and you'll understand the game we are talking about. Now this actually has come from Auckland in New Zealand. Um and Oh that's why it's getting here quick so quickly. Yeah, no, I think it was still made in China but the designers So it will be in New Zealand? Yeah, the game will be there and everywhere and soon it will be appearing in your shops because as we Drop this show. It's only two weeks away from from landing for us. So in Australia, it will start coming out. In Australia, the game Australia. That's it. How cool. Mm. And so now, our second game we've backed is called Dead Throne, which is an open-world board game with a mechanical market. Now, um, I don't know if you want to talk about that has one to seven players. And it takes 30 to 90 minutes. Yep, which is which is a good time frame. And it's good that it's another solo game because we had no solo yes. games. Yes, except for Scythe, which, oh, we, yeah. which, is which a... we've played on our own. Now, the cool thing about this game and why I actually thought of backing this one were, was the box that the game comes in opens up and is then used to hold all the cards, and it's got it's a very unique box. The first time it's been done like this, and all the cards are, are sleeved in the box in their own compartments, 
and it just pops open and you don't have to do anything. You just start pulling cards out of the box. Uh, it looks so cool. Mm. I've just seen the picture and it looks amazing. Yeah. Um, so very quickly, the Dead Throne is a bold new board game that brings adventure, fantasy, player versus player, and an open world gameplay together. With competitive, solo, and co-op modes to choose from, it is a game for all. It's set within a deep world comprising over 2,400 years of history to explore. With three ways to win, multiple side quests, open world gameplay, traps, magic, the ability to simply roam around killing things, and a vast amount of options and tactics to implement. Dead Throne will keep you coming back for another round. Dead Throne opens up your world and allows you to be the masters of your own game. So... I, I, we don't know how this the artwork on this game is absolutely amazing as they've been showing us how the game's been produced the how artwork, long ago did we back that? Uh, I'm not sure it's due to be landing in January this game same with Treasure Mountain because that one was originally going to land in February yeah so this game has a board um, they have big uh, tiles, probably the size of a ruler square, 30 by 30, and there's nine of them they set out on, on the table, so it's a huge game, and on each of those boards, it's a map, and you can go around the map and explore, so there's pathways that lead you from a house to a building to a garden to all sorts of things, and it then... Wow, you, that looks big on that picture. You have different options as you play through the game. You, your character can gather um, tools, put them together and get stronger. They can come across little missions. So it might be, um, well, you've just come across this person and they're going to be eaten by an animal. What do you do? Walk away, save it. If you save it, you get something. You don't or do want you save just... it and return it to its parent? Yeah, save it and return it to its parent. Don't let it get eaten. No, so there's actually a quite a few different things that are available. Also, um, they have a special rule. So when there's more than four, or four plus, um, it means that the game keeps moving. Um, while there might be a battle or something, um, some players may skip their turn so that they can continue with their battle while the other players keep playing their game and it just keeps the game rolling Yes. while you have a lot of people. There's little scrolls and everything. And it's been interesting watching them make this game because they had to come up with ways of how to get the box to work, holding all the cards, and then some people like to put their cards in sleeves and and all of that. Now, I don't want to go into it too much, so that gives you a, a pretty much... It's got a, a big basic. setup. So here we go. Here's one of the cards Hearing screams, you investigate. You then find an injured man. Okay. Do you want to take him to any inn within two rounds or leave him there? If you leave him there, nothing happens. If you want to take him to any inn within two rounds, there's two ways you can go. You can pay five coin for him to get a ride home and you get a reward of ten. Or... You can search him while he sleeps and receive a trap card. 
So you can either get some health or some... There's all different things. It's like, oh, what do I want to do? What do I need right now? So uh, I think I think it looks cool, and we'll see how it plays. Okay, so that was our second game. That one's called The Dead Throne, um, and it's available to look on Kickstarter as well. Okay, our next game is Kodoma Duo. Mm-hmm. It's a the tree spirit. So version. Kodama, yeah, is um, in Japan is a tree spirit. Okay. Okay, it's a two-player version of Kodama: The Tree Spirits and a six-player expansion. Two years ago, Action Phased Games released the Zen card game Kodama: The Tree Spirits. Hmm. This year, we are excited to explain. Expand the Kodoma universe with Kodoma Duo, a two-player version that utilizes the core mechanics, mechanics of Kodoma. The yep. uh, decrease phase is a a growing phase, and a Kodoma phase. Kodoma Duo also expands Kodoma to six players, and introduces new draft okay. rules for Kodoma. Mm. Kodama Duo is a two-player version of Kodama. So we don't... Tree Spirits. You will grow a tree by placing branch cards in clever arrangements, making a happy home for your Kodama. Because they live in the trees, they want this tree to be expanded. Now, we should say at this point, we don't have the original Kodama the Tree Spirits game, but when you back this game and it came time to check out, you could actually add other games. They were doing some deals, which we have added. So we're really looking forward. We're going to get three games at one one time when these all rock up. And this was actually a game that Mika chose. And I think it was after we'd travelled to Japan, actually. And these little animated characters are so cute. So now I'll tell you how to make a tree. So... What what you should do when you're making a tree, so your Kodoma has these things that it is, it, that it's a tree spirit for. Mm-hmm. Say one of them could be, um, I think this is fireflies and these worms or something like oh, that. Oh, yeah, fireflies, yep. And um, you've got to try and make a tree out of them. And if you have a branch that does not, that ends off before the card, some of them you should you can still put on top of ones that have bushes on the end because they end off you cannot push put on top of so some of the trees just to explain is they have a branch and it sticks off to the edge of the card and so it's poking off the edge of the card well some of them don't don't always no and so then you get another card and you try and lay it on top and you're extending the branch but in the meantime you're trying to collect to get the most points for your character and also restrict what the other character is going to collect along the way. Okay, so now I'm going to say the uh, how to play. Kodoma Dua is a card placement game for two players that plays in 30 minutes. Will Players will turn over one decreased card per season to set the unique conditions. Mm-hmm. During the growing phase... Players take turns revealing branch cards and splitting them into two piles. 
until each player has added four branch cards to their tree in the Kodoma phase. Players will each choose one of their Kodoma to score and live in their trees. Mm -hmm. The tree. The game lasts three seasons, 12 turns, and whoever cares for their Kodoma best will be remembered for generations. <laughs> so if you provide the perfect growing environment for your little Kodama mm. to live no, in. No, the living with what it likes, what it really likes. So the example one is fireflies and worms. So your particular Kodama in that case is looking for fireflies and worms in their area. If you aren't familiar with Kodoma the Tree Spirit, you can check out the Board Game Geek page, or for short, BGG, for more details. Also, also follow along our Kodoma Duo Board Game Geek page, otherwise in short, BGG, yep. and click the heart to like the game. Yep, that's, so he's reading off of the Kickstarter page there. Yeah. And uh, this is how they get a bit of people, a bit of interest and and look it up. So on this page again, there's videos of how to play and explanations. There were stretch goals. Um, and yeah, so check it out. It looks good. If, you, if you've got a couple of seconds, look up on the... Uh, Kickstarter page, Kodama Tree Spirits, and have a look and tell us what you think. I'm looking mm. forward to this. I've Hopefully got a f- you back it. Yeah, it says estimated delivery in October, but that's not happening, I don't think. I think it's going to be My one's coming in later. January now. January. I think I know why, because it's a really big game and it takes would take a while to make. Okay, so the next game we're going to talk about is your game. Treasure Mountain. Okay, so this is the game I chose. Because I really like mining, and also this has plastic gems in it. Right, okay, yep. So that's a cool thing. And then another cool thing with it is, like, there's little minecart tracks. Oh, yeah, the cards, so... And also there's a dragon. Yep. So Treasure Mountain is a game for age 10 plus, two to four players, and it takes... An hour to two hours. Yep. And uh, there's a picture of the board all laid out on their Kickstarter page. It looks really interesting. Very busy. The board looks awesome. It looks amazing. Yeah, so it's a it's a big board. There's lots of different actions there. It explains what you can do. It's got a victory point track around the outside. The whole edge. It, and in that, you get your board game. Your board. Your um, starting, starting mind tiles. Yeah. Uh, 45 mine tiles in total. Yep. 280 acrylic of gems. 48 dirt cubes, but yep. they've been upgraded now. They have. 20 dwarf needles. Yep. Meeples. 15 player discs. Yep. Minecart turn tracker. Oh, that's so cool. 28, yeah. 24 beer barrels upgraded. 80 coins. Some achievement cards. Achievement cards. Because. Dwarf King. The Dwarf King. You can please the Dwarf King by owning achievement cards. And, and he gives you a reward. Reward, yeah. And he rewards you what's on the card. Victory points. Gem market cards. Yep. Yeah, so you can sell your gems in the market to earn some gold. 
dragon maple, fourteen dragon tiles. Yes, but beware of the dragons that inhabit the mountain. Make them angry, and they will come and steal your gold. And, and you... some of the cards let you actually peek at them at what it's going to do. Right, and you can get up close and personal with the uh, vicious dragons living in the mountain. There's also a cloth axe bag, um, where you can axe tokens. Yeah, which yeah. go in the axe bag. Four reference cards, five dice. dice. Yeah, so there's a fair bit in that. There was also an expansion. Um, We're not sure if we've backed that or not. It doesn't... There is a rule book available on their page. We have read that and watched the video. But it was a while ago, so we can't exactly remember the rules. Um, Why don't we look at the you expansion? You can bump other players out the way. If, you're, if you've got the longest beard... You go first. So I want to. Get out of I want to have a longer beard than you. I want to have a longer beard than you and bump you out the way. I got a longer beard than you, so I get to bump you out the way with it. <laughs> you just want to mine your gems. So this is the game you've really been looking forward to, yeah. which will come hopefully after Christmas mm-hmm. in the new year, and we can start playing on that one. So another game that you're excited for. Okay, now the next game we were going to talk about was one called Unbroken. Yeah, Unbroken. So, Unbroken is a solo game made just for solo play. So, so this game is uh, it's a dungeon type game. You have one player, 20 to 30 minutes, ages 13 plus. It originally, you could print and play this game, which we did. Yeah, it's actually really fun to print and play. Yeah, which we did. Laminated all the cards, made it that at took home. took us ages to do. took a while to do, but it was so much fun that then we've we were like... We've laminated a lot of our games from games, a lot of our cards from games that we've got now. Yeah, and uh, it, it was so much fun that we just couldn't not buy it and reward them for making such a, a great game and... The real game looks even better. Unfortunately, we just have to pay a lot of shipping here in Australia. Because whenever you do pledge, it will normally not include shipping. You need to go to the bottom of the uh, campaign to see what the shipping costs are to your country. Mm. So, but, so yeah. test your survival skills in the dark fantasy world of Unbroken. You are the only one left alive after your group were an- ambushed by monsters. Now you must... Avenge your friends. And reclaim your freedom. Quick to learn, easy to set up, and playable. In a brief 20 to 30 minutes, the game will challenge you to make the right decisions or fall victim to the many dangers of the monster-infested caverns. Ooh. So and but you get to choose which character you be. You do, And there's yes. one that actually looks like he actually killed the others. <laughs> Snake. Sneak, he looks like he killed the others. And also in the um, Kickstarter one, rather than the print and play that we had, the Kickstarter came out with more because it got more stretch goals as it went along. It funded more and more. Basically, you got to plan wisely and you take calculated risks. You don't have to use much um, and you must use every resource at your disposal to prevail. So basically, you get given, you become a card. Okay, I'm the Sneak. I then have four monsters there that to win the game, I have to defeat the four monsters. And you do this by starting off with your bare hands to try and 
yeah. take them out. It looks like Sneak's the one to actually blame for the killing. Yeah. Because he looks like he's just been around going, <laughs> I will get you. There is... um. So then once you start with your bare hands, you can upgrade using this little mechanism that they have involved in the game where you slide your... You, you start with X amount of time. Might be 13 time... or 13 effort and uh, 7 time. When your time gets down to zero, the monster... The first monster will be on you. So you want to get... You want to see him so you when wanna, you're at one. You want to actually be able to get him. Before. You don't want him to sneak attack you. No. Otherwise they do worse. You want to... Sneak up on them yep. and not let them know you're Not attacking. let them know you're here. So you do that by doing it before the time gets to zero. Mm. And you roll a dice for what they do to you. Yeah, so then once they are attacked... Well, first you go exploring and you can arm yourself with better equipment, build up your mechanism, which you then go and attack your guy. Now you start attacking him and then he attacks you, unless he's gone first and then there'll be consequences That's only that. if that's a sneak attack. So then... That you roll for their dice, does X amount of damage, you try and get through. Okay, we completed, we got past the first one. Now And what? you get bonuses from him, like metal and stuff like that. That's right, then you board. And, um, here's something really cool. Some of some of them do nothing if you roll a one, six or something. Yeah, it depends and, on. And I'm like, come on, roll a one, or whatever one, it is. Yeah. Come on, come on, come on. And then when it is, I'm like, yes! And so you do that for your four monsters. And at the end of killing your first monster, your time goes up. You get more time in the second round, but you don't get any extra small effort. But you do get a reward for defeating that monster. It and then might at the be end of like the fourth you can round, get one of them you get a wep weapon from it. Right. At, and at the end of the fourth round, you defeat the monster, and then you will count where you are. If you've got small effort, large effort, trophies... Um, food, whatever it is you've got, you collect, you count it all up in a special manner and it gives you a score. You can write it down in your book mm. and then you're always trying to, to also, beat the score. Also, small effort is your, is, your, um, is your health. Yeah, that's right. And uh, this funded really, really well. Um, it's going to come with score sheet pads. They've, they're making a soundtrack that you can play. They're doing an online scoring tracker tool. And again, these are all things that are um, upgraded and accumulated as the campaign went along. And I think it did really well. I, I, I'm really looking forward to getting this game. I think to have the whole game at home oh, is going to be great. Has it completed its final stretch goal? Yep. Oh, it's completed all of its stretch, stretch goals. <laughs> and there are also a story uh, on the Kickstarter page or on their website. There's a story for every monster. So there's a kobold story, a cave bear story, the giant spider, the hobgoblin, the minotaur, where at, ogre, blah, 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 blah. It keeps going and going and going. And then it also has a story for the characters that are coming that you get. So you originally can be the sneak, the brawler, the huntress, or the sage. And I think there's some extras that got unlocked during the campaign. The sneak is one that's holding his head. He look, he look, he's got his head o hood over his head. Oh, and yeah. he's got this really damaged coat. And he's rubbing his hands. <laughs> oh, and with oh, blood oh. coming out of his mouth. <laughs> oh. Like he just 
ate the other two. You reckon? That's the one that freaks you out? That's the one that looks like he killed him. Now, you've played this and you enjoyed it mm. from our print and play, so we, we are I looking I used the one that, um, the strong, the men one that's looks like mm-hmm. he's really strong. Yeah. He gives you good bonuses. They all do different things. Now... We didn't actually back this through Kickstarter, but when their Kickstarter campaign's completed, sometimes they then have their pledge manager, which is when they actually collect the money. They want you to tell them your address and all the important information. So do keep your eye out for that if ever you back something on um, Kickstarter because that's the most important part. But they... Uh, what was I saying? you gotta, you got to be on top of all that. So... We didn't back at the original stage. We then went to the late place. So we actually printed it first, and then we did this. Yeah. There's another game we've. I was like, oh, I don't want. So cool, and there are these spare cards that um weren't printed off properly, and I got to I've got them on my wall. Yeah. So actually, there's. I've also got the Gloomhaven map on our wall. So with some of these games, you could just buy the the print and play for five dollars, and the game costs twenty nine. This is Canadian dollars. Um. Or we were lucky we downloaded it for free anyway from where we were. But you, well, all, a lot of the games, if it's possible, they'll give you a print and play option. So for so, someone like us living in Australia, you could maybe get a $50 game for 5 bucks, but you've got to spend the time printing it, possibly <clears throat> laminating it to make it feel more solid and that, which makes it fun. It makes it more fun. Actually, like, it's like you're actually making the game yourself. Like, now, what do I need to do now? It's like it should come with a rule book. Yeah, that's right. Looks, it's it's like it should come with a sheet on telling you how to do the game. Yep. Shouldn't it? That's it. Cthulhu Death May Die is our next game. <laughs> Cthulhu Death May Die by Simon Games. Um, very well known for their miniatures in the board game world. Like in our Rising Sun game. Yes. Okay, so what can we say about Cthulhu Death May Die? Cthulhu Death May Die is a cooperative board game for one to five players willing to take on the Cthulhu... Mythos? Like never before. Cthulhuists... No, cultists. Cultists are summoning one of the Elder Ones to consume our world and it is up the... Up to the ragtag group of investigators to fa- face the nice ma- ma- nightmarish forces of and dispute the disrupt the ritual long enough to make the elder ones vulnerable and then kill it dead. So, Simon, what can I say? This game looks so cool and. Cthulhu stories were never something I was interested in. I have... There's been a podcast I've listened to, some of the stories being read. I have read a book, Mansions of... Mountains of Madness, worth a read if you want something unusual. And this basically is where you're working as a group to try and disrupt a ritual where they're trying to call Cthulhu back to the world or whatever i'm guessing so you're there and you're working as a group the one of you two of you three of you however many it was 
are playing. One to five. Yeah. And you're all aiming with your little player cards. You, Every move you do does has an effect on you. And you start to go insane. Now, the more insane you get, the more powerful you become. But if you get too insane, you're out of the game. Yikes, you don't want to get too insane and go... It's like... like, If you're insane, you're seeing things all the time and then start killing things all the time and doing everything all the time. So this box has a load of stuff. There's like... um, There's 10 investigators who in each of them has their own little miniature plastic model. And there are 28 cultists and monsters. Wow, so that's a lot of big Mm. monsters. Then there's a Cthulhu... And it has its own box. Yeah. And then there's also another Elder box. And then there's episodes. So to set the game up... Six you, episode boxes. Yeah, that's right. You, you, you pull out an episode and you set it up. It gives you a card that tells you how to set up the game. You then are given a mission or what you're needing to do to complete that, that game. This uh Game also Elder then Dragon. added on a lot of extra stuff. Lost Episode 1. Yeah, these are a lot of the things. Kickstarter exclusive. So, they're only things that are only available with Kickstarter. They're normally worth a lot of money. Lost Episode 3. So, this is going to be our first one Other. getting in on the Kickstarter level. Yes. Rising Sun we just bought after recently for 60 bucks. This cost a lot more, but we're getting a lot more content. And we're getting... All the bits. Lost episode three other Kickstarter exclusives. And this one also comes with a little dashboard tray. So your player mat that each player gets slips inside this little plastic tray and it holds all your little um, pieces on there. Like in, um, what's that one that has the blocks that stops it from falling out like these little holes in it? Uh, yeah, well Scythe had something like that. Yeah, Scythe. I tell you a game that needs them, Terraforming Mars. Yeah. Anyway. So then this game has actually been made by two of the really big game designers of these days, uh, Rob Davio and Eric Lang, uh, and teamed with Simon, who uh, are a very big company. It um, is always going to be a, a good game, I think. I, I don't know. I've, I'm, look, I'm really looking forward to this Me one too. when we get it next year. The I, funny thing was one of I the... I just looked at this and I'm like... Wow, I want to play this right now. Yeah, I know. Even though I can't. One thing you could buy, we didn't buy it, is a monster that's like an expansion for the game that is half a metre high. And it sits on your table. That's as big as (laughs) Not quite. It sits on your table and you hear these little... Your little men are fighting around the base of this big Cthulhu trying (laughs) to kill it. Like in... um... What's it called again? Rising Sun? That big one, and everyone's like... Yeah, yeah, yeah still yeah, different, yeah, though. Yeah, yeah. So Except there's a big monster in it. There's a whole lot of stuff in this. This is uh, There's a lot that happens in this this game, and um, I think it's something worth checking out. It's still actually able to be pledged on, I think. I'm not sure. Uh, if not, you will be able to buy it in the shops down the track. You just won't be able to get all the things. And one thing I did think of once we'd got out our um, Rising Sun game is it'd be great to paint some of the miniatures. So it looks like we've got to get onto Mum too. The Cthulhu looks awesome. I know, and all of the characters look great when they're mm. painted. And the Cthulhu stories—they look are... good enough 
fun. Not poor painted. I, I, I think... I you... just saw the Cthulhu and I'm like... <gasps> yeah, I know. <laughs> oh my God. It's cool. All right, well, I think that's enough on that one. And the Cthulhu is pretty big. It is pretty big. Um, so anyway, that's Cthulhu, Death May Die by um, Simon. We're really looking forward to that game. Yep. Okay, the next game we're going to talk about is a game that I heard talked about on a podcast because they were giving away the first part of this game, which we've also bought as a part of this Kickstarter because for a Kickstarter, you can't just re-release the same game. So this has actually been done as a an expansion, but you can also buy the original, which we did, and it's really hard to get a hold of. So we're excited about this. Um... And it's called... The Seventh Continent. And the Seventh Continent is Australia. Oh, well, there you go. If you're saying that. We're, okay. We're close to an island and a continent. Continent, yeah. Two to four, one to four players. Yep. 1,000 minutes plus. Yeah, 1,000 minutes of game time, yep. Ages that, 12 plus. Yep, that's well, right. Well, it's probably like one of those ones that have different times where you go like, okay, so now today we're going to do... Explore an hour, this. Yeah. and tomorrow we're going to do an hour until you've done all the time that you needed. So this game is only cards. So after we've just come from a game that's got miniatures and cards and tokens and everything. Boards and everything. This game is just cards. How does that work? They all look like little coasters. Okay. How does ca- just cards work? Well, you go exploring. All right, how about you? Uh, okay, so the seventh continent is a cooperative game of adventures explorations and survival for one to four players inspired by the adventure books were you are the the hero hero. it's also thanks to the support of over 12,000 backers one of the biggest board game worlds ever created so this game they uh, they say it can play up to four. A lot of people that I've heard talking about it all love it at one or two. So if you're just on your own and you want a cool game, it costs a lot, but, but it takes you have a, thousand hours a lot of gameplay exploring this island. So if it you're into takes games... It ten hours to play or more. That's it. Uh, where are you up to? You're down here. So the original game started as... Uh, you land on this island. Okay, I'm on this island. What do I do? And you start exploring by turning cards over. Oh, I'm going to go north. I'm going to go south. I'm going to go west. And you continue to try and beat the curse. Beating the curse is how you win the game. Well, in this one, there's an expansion, which we will have which to play. Which is called... It's a really funny name. Yeah. Well, it goes up, must come down. Okay, so... It, this one invites you to come and discover or perhaps return to the seventh continent for some fresh adventures. We're new. So there's two new co- two new curses, and each of them have their own unique gameplay elements. Um, one of them is uh, a, in a prison of clouds, you'll find yourself aboard a hot air balloon in search of salvation. And, and in the, the veins of the of earth... earth you will delve. Develop, delve deep below the continent in order to triumph over the evil consuming you. That's it. So basically, your aim is to defeat these um, 
curses, they call them. And the game says 1,200 cards. I think we're getting 1,200 cards. So you can imagine how heavy this box is going to be. We're also getting uh, a couple of extra little things that we've ordered on our on our Kickstarter because we got in early. This really is rated up very high of games, although only a smaller amount of people have ever played it. Um, we decided to back it at the beginner's level so that we get the beginner box as well as an expansion box. And this comes with amended cards that they had to, had to sort out. So you start each new game by choosing one of the available characters... Imagine making the game. Oh, yeah, I know. That'd be a lot of time making. Each one comes with their own set of skill cards that represent their abilities. Um, so you might be an adventurer, a doctor, or a mercenary. Um, and your goal is to find out how to lift the curses you have chosen and then purge your soul of them. Each curse offers a, offers a very unique adventure and will take you to different places. Obtain the unobtainable, discover that which is forever hidden, and strive against the impossible. So, we're going to be a choose-your-own-adventure type game. Mm. And this is one I'm hoping that the four of us as a family will get to sit down, what pick was our that character, one that we were and play through. looking at on something? I th- it was that like was, this one. It was this one. As oh, a, we were as looking a at this. Yeah. And we're literally playing it. Yeah, that's right. We okay. got money to play it. We're here. Do you want to go to the cliffs or do you want to go find the turtles? Yeah, and we didn't we decide to go find the turtles? Yeah, because you might want them for food. No, but not eat them. <laughs> Don't hurt turtles. Remembering it is only a game. Um, so every action you make draws a certain number of cards from this big action deck. And they provide a variable amount of successes and you must obtain a specified number of them in order to succeed. So the cards have different pictures. So if you have a fight action, you need to draw two or more cards from the action deck to perform the action, but get one or more achievements to succeed. So the cards will say, well, this is a loss, this is a win. Okay, but I need to get two. Oh, I might take three cards. And then you take the three cards and have a look, and hopefully you've defeated it. The thing is, when you get down out of the cards, end of the game. So you don't want to go over committing, but you don't want to be not winning each fight when you're trying to to fight. So it's that whole thing. And there's all these cool cards that when you're injured, they look so great. Um, and then there's all different the goat, skill cards. The so. goat card looks so cool, funny. Just looks funny and cool. <laughs> and in the meantime, you're looking at this island going, am I going north, south? Am I going to explore this thing? Am I going to catch that food? Um, the, the rules are available on downloads in books or on loads of videos. And um, yeah, anyway, have a look up the Kickstarter 7th Continent site. There's plenty of information on there. And we're really excited about that. But unfortunately for us, that game is uh, a very long, long way away. I think it's maybe the middle of next year. So, um, anyway, we'll just have to wait and see for that. All right. And that one is created by a French company as well, Serious Pulp. Um, so, yeah, just waiting till 
Oh, I'm not sure when it is. Let me have a look here. If I go down, March, March, March. No, it doesn't say. It's like July next year or something like that. We're going to get it. Okay, and there is only one other game left out of all of our games that we've backed. The zombie game. Run, fight, die, which we have talked about. Yeah, we talked about that on an earlier episode. Um, I'm looking forward to that one as well. Remember how I said um, everyone just... Runs into them with a spear. Yeah, that's right. Try and, and spear just, them all. And uh, not fights, not not dies. The uh, you got all these zombies. They're coming towards you. You're rolling your dice like in Yahtzee. You get to change the dice, re-roll. Oh, it's gonna be good with these zombies coming towards you. It's gonna be creepy if they look like real zombies. <laughs> so that one's run, fight, die, and it's reloaded because they've done it again. Again, any of these are available to look up on the Kickstarter website. Yes, you just search in the name. Okay, I, now for our show, I think that is it for today. Yep. Um, we have gone extra long, but this was a special episode where we just wanted to talk about the Kickstarter game so that then in the future as they come in, you you will have known and have had the opportunity to check them out. Possibly even gone and bought some of your own. But now, um, they'll only be on Kickstarter for a limited time. Then you'll have to go Wikipedia. Yeah, or BGG. Yeah. And don't forget BGG. That's a good place to go looking up. BGG is really good. Now, um, okay, if anyone wants to email us, we would really want to hear from you. We, we love when we do get some feedback or question comment we want to read them out on the uh, on the on the thing uh do you want to tell the email address so the email is board game basics podcast at outlook.com that's it and twitter twitter bgb bgb at at board game basic one yep and it's capital b for board yep and so you can follow us there. We put a few pictures up and things. We also can be listened to on iTunes, SoundCloud, our earlier episodes, uh, Podbean now that we're on Podbean. And Castbox still podcast Castbox, player. yep. And you can see on, if you go into BGG, we do have our own little area yeah, there. Yeah. You can just um, click on board game basics where it lists our games we're just waiting for them to transfer over from the soundcloud hosting to podbean and then we'll have all these episodes on there as well Mm. okay so now as a little treat we thought we might instead of just playing our end little outro we might play the whole song because we only have the start music so wild at heart here we come yep so thanks for listening until next time that's bye from me And bye from me.
Well, I like that song. Me too. Yeah, it's uh, it has definitely been a long episode. I love having that one on every episode yeah. on podcasts sites forever. Yes, well, till we don't pay anymore anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Since now we're paying. All right. Well, do you have anything else you want to add today? Um. It would be good if people could email in to us if they like that song or Yeah, not. that's true. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, if you can, let us know. Why'd the chicken cross the road? I don't know. Why did the chicken cross the road? To get to the other side. Oh, ha, ha, ha. That's an why'd oldie. Why'd the chicken... Cro- why did a crocodile ch- cross the road? I don't know. Why? To get to the other side? No. To chase the chicken. Oh. What happened when the chicken turned the corner? I have no idea. Jump. <laughs>